Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast. And especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. Bebop was surrounded by messing hams. They were everywhere. If ever there was a time for courage, this was it. Bebop steeled his heart. He turned to his worm friend and said, Wait, Bebop, what are you doing? Ah, Jonathan, I'm recording here. Recording? But where's the intro music? Where's the witty repartee? You're just going right into the story. Yeah, so... So usually we talk to the audience first. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what you do, Jonathan, with your cute little story. But when you are telling such an important story like Bebop Tales, people want to get right into it. They've been hanging on my every word since Friday. There's too much suspense to start out. Hi and welcome. I'm Jonathan Boringer. Bebop. You really got to get that impression plug-in fixed. Oh, right, yeah, That's I was doing my impression. You're right, Jonathan, I'll fix that. Now, if you don't mind, the dramatic music is still playing. Oops, sorry. Okay, now, where were we? Bebop was surrounded by messing hands. They were everywhere. If ever there was a time for courage, this was it. Bebop steeled his heart. He turned to his worm friend and said, Lowly... This is between me and Messingham. This is where you get off. The friends were back in Loli's home, the space between universes, where portals opened to infinite worlds beyond. But it was different this time. Gone were Loli's friends, the other worms, and there were already dozens and dozens of portals open, and standing in each one, leering out, was Baron Von Messingham. The evil warlock who had sent after Bebop, animated art, mutant whales, agitated robots, gross flies, crooked time cops, and cursed toys. Bebop had prevailed in every situation. Note to self, prevails rhymes with tales. Please put into Bebop Tales lyric book. Now, Bebop had prevailed in every situation, but how would he win out here? And could this even be called a situation singular? Or was this dozens of situations, dozens of mortal enemies, each 
beckoning him into a world he didn't know, where the Messingham curse could have already taken root and turned the entire world against handsome robots. No matter what was going to happen next, Bebop knew it wasn't going to be easy. Come on, Messingham, yelled Bebop. Why don't you step out of one of those portals and face me like a man, or a warlock, or a middle-aged magician with poor hygiene and questionable taste in cloaks? Come on. But Messingham wouldn't be baited. He just laughed at Bebop, and a dozen more portals opened, all with Messingham standing inside. A few of them began to reach or step out of the portals. Which one should we take out first? It was the ninja, now out of her bubble, standing on Bebop's left shoulder. He hadn't realized she'd followed him through the portal, and she was holding on to the finger puppet too, claws behind its back. Hold on a sec. I have an idea, said Loli. Suddenly, one after the other, three of the portals closed. Just as Messingham was stepping through, but as the portal disappeared, so did Messingham. Just what I thought, said Loli. Messingham isn't everywhere. These are all just holograms or imposters. But he must be in one of these portals. Loli began shutting portal after portal, and as new ones opened, he shut those down too. You're fake, and you're fake, and you're an imposter, and you're definitely not real. Oh! A portal just behind Bebop closed around a gloved hand, and all of the other portals disappeared. Bebop tried to grab the hand to pull Messingham through, but it slipped back into another dimension before Bebop could get a hold of it, and the portal closed. Ah, I had him, yelled Bebop. I literally had my hands on him, and I let him slip away. Now we're never going to find him. I have an idea, said the ninja. Maybe we should ask this crab here where to find his master. I'm not a crab. It's a, I'm a totally different... It's... Oh, forget it said the lobster finger puppet. Look, but if you're going to find Messingham, there's only one way. You're going to have to scale the seven dimensions of Messingham Tower. What? What is that? It's the labyrinth Messingham set up, so no one could ever find him if he needed to hide. Seven levels, and if you can survive each dimension, a portal will open up at the end, and you continue on to the next. Okay, but... How do we open the portal to the first dimension? Said Loli. You, uh, you sort of have to say the magic words. Okay, what are they? They're kind of, they're a little embarrassing. Just say them, said Bebop. Well, you gotta sing them. <clears throat> Messingham rules, Messingham rules, playing all robots and humans for fools. Messingham rules, Messingham rules. Catchy, said Bebop. But he kind of lost me in the end. A green portal opened in front of Bebop and his friends. That's it, said the puppet. The first Messingham dimension. Bebop turned to his friends. None of you have to follow me. You have helped me so much so far, but this is my battle, and I can't expect you to continue. Great, yelled the finger puppet and dove off of Bebop's shoulder, swimming through interstitial space. Forget him said Loli, and forget what you just said. We are all in. Let's go. Bebop nodded. He knew that if he was going to find and stop Messingham, he'd need his tiny friends. So he stepped into the first dimension 
and the portal closed behind him. Level, Level one. one, Messing, Messing Emily Farm. Bebop, Loli, and the Little Ninja arrived on what looked like an enormous farm. There were rows and rows of disgusting-looking plants and orchards of poisonous-looking fruits. This must be where Messingham gets his ingredients for all of his potions and spells, said Bebop. He walked slowly through the fields. The leaves of the plants seemed to reach out to him. Some leaves were oozing, bubbling liquid that hissed as it hit the ground. And even the very soil the plants grew in gave off a sulfurous stink. So what did that puppet say again? We had to pass through each dimension. Actually, survive, said the ninja. He said we had to survive each dimension. Well, that can't be good, said Bebop. After a long and agonizing walk in the farm, the three friends found themselves in front of three enormous potted plants. From left to right, they looked identical, except the flowers on the left one were pink, the middle green, and the right black. The green plant in the middle spoke to Bebop, the stem bending and the flower bud opening like a mouth. To journey to the next dimension, you must first pass through us. Pluck a leaf from one of these three plants to open the portal. However, pluck a leaf from the wrong plant and it will poison you. Pluck a leaf from the other wrong plant, and it will eat you. Only one will open the portal. You can ask us each one question before plucking a leaf, and that question must be about one of the other plants. Bebop, Loli, and the Ninja conferred for several minutes, thinking through the perfect questions to solve this riddle. Although Bebop couldn't technically be poisoned, the hissing ooze he'd witnessed coming out of some of those plants on the farm made him think he'd better not risk it. Finally, Bebop got tired of all the thinking and walked up to the pink plant. Pink plant. Which one of these plants will let me through to the next dimension? Wait, 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 hold on, said the middle plant. You can't ask a question like that. Well, why not? Because it's cheating. But you said one question. Yeah, but you can't ask which one will let you through. I mean, that's like, that's just, that's cheating. Okay, fine. Pink plant, will the green plant poison me or eat me? <laughs> cheating, cheating again. What was that? That's me blowing my whistle. Except I don't have a whistle. <laughs> that was like asking two questions. This is a riddle. You're supposed to use logic to figure it out. That's like me saying you can ask a question, and then you asking, what's the answer to the riddle? Okay, fine. Pink plant, what's the answer to the riddle? No, 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 that's, no, come on, that's not fair. Don't tell him, Pinky. Play the game, robot. Okay, okay, said Bebop. He turned back to the pink plant. Pink plant, will the green plant poison me if I pluck its leaf? No. Green plant. Will the black plant poison me if I pluck its leaf? There, now you're getting it. No. Okay, great. Now, black plant, 
time for my last question. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I do the honors? Said the ninja. By all means. Okay, here we go. Last question. Black plant. Will the pink plant poison us if we pluck its leaf? Wait, no, what? That's not our question. We already know the answer. Yes. Oh, man, ninja. Why did you ask that? We already knew the other two didn't poison us, so Pink Plant had to. I thought we were going down the line asking each one the same... I thought it was a thing. No, I was going to ask the Black Plant if the Green Plant would eat us. And whether he said yes or no, we would know which one would let us through. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, that makes much more sense. So now Bebop was out of questions and had a 50-50 shot at surviving this first dimension. He had to pick a leaf from either the green plant or the black plant, and he'd either be transported to the next level or be gobbled up. Bebop had to make a decision, and he had to make it now. He walked up to the green plant and pinched its leaf between his fingers. Okay, listen, let me make a deal with you, he said. I get to ask one more question, and if I'm wrong, you get to eat me. Well, I was going to do that anyway, said the green plant. Aha, said Bebop, and he reached over and plucked a leaf from the black plant, and a green portal opened up beside him. Wait, no, no, that's cheating, said the green plant. Where are the instructions? Someone read the instructions. That's not fair. You can't do that. But Bebop didn't hear him. He was already through the portal and into... Level, Level two. 2. The, the next, next, next episode. Bebop Tales. Level 2. Watch out, messing him, I'm coming for you. Bebop Tales. Bebop Tales. Bebop Tales. Okay, in the next episode, we will take you through more of the Messingham Tower levels. But for today, that's all. Now I want to give some shout-outs to some artists, if I could. Hudson from South Hadley, Massachusetts. Four-year-old Gus. Six-year-old Juniper from Eugene, Oregon. Six-year-old Justina from Columbia, Missouri. Nine-year-old Edie from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Seven-year-old Jeremiah and five-year-old Isaiah from Alamo, California. Jackson from Fargo, North Dakota. Six-and-a-half-year-old Breelan from Wakefield, Massachusetts. Four-year-old Dominic from Bishop, California. And Kelty and Isla from Lafayette, Colorado. And since I just mentioned Kelty and Isla, let's play their jokes. What kind of alien can jump higher than a marlopod? I don't know. Which one? Um, any. Marlopods can't jump. <laughs> Where's the best place to find a UFO? I don't know. Where? Wherever you lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelty and Isla, for both of those awesome jokes. Now, I'm sorry to do this. But Jonathan has a couple things he wanted to say to you. So, Jonathan, can you come out from under the desk, please? Ah, ah, it's so cramped down there. I don't know why you make me stay there while you're recording. All right, well, thank you so much, Bebop. And I wanted to say thanks very quickly to all of our listeners who have played our robot road trip game. 
Keep sending in those files, and I will turn them around and send them to you very soon, I promise. Second thing I wanted to say is that if you go to podcastawards.com, we've been nominated for our best kids show, and you can vote for us there. It's at podcastawards.com. There's a big blue banner that says nominations are open. You click that, sign up, and you can vote for us in kids and family. If you have five minutes and want to do it, I'd really appreciate it. Okay, that's that's great, Jonathan. Now it's time to get back Wait, under one more the desk. One the more thing. music is Wait, ending. Can I? Okay. Oh. Thank you all very much for listening to Bebop Tales. And we will see you next week. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.